Following up on our breaking news report this past Monday regarding the explosion in nickel and other base metal prices, the London Metals Exchange had a short squeeze in its nickel market, assuming the price of nickel so high that the US 5 cent cupro nickel coin would now be worth two to three times their face value if melted for their 75% copper and 25% nickel compositions. We've warned you on this channel not only about Gresham's Law, but the fact that disappearing circulating coinage in the USA is going to become an increasing trend. We've also shown you the historic predictable fact that derivative-driven price discovery, commodity and precious metals exchanges, often halt short-squeeze price ramps to bail out those insiders caught short on the cusp of suffering massive leverage losses. Well, this LME nickel trading halt and even trade repudiation situation appears to be more of the same. In order to know whose interests this first time in 145 year nickel trading halt decision is in favor of, all one has to do is a few minutes of research. You see, in 2012, the London Metals Exchange, or LME, was acquired for 1.4 billion fiat pounds not sterling by the Hong Kong Exchanges in Clearing. And now, just 10 years later, they are apparently bailing out a massive Chinese commodity trader to the tune of saving him many billions in potential losses. Bloomberg reported this week that Chinese tycoon Zhang Guangda is behind the big nickel short facing losses of more than $2 billion in merely one day of short-face ripping nickel price escalation. Surely there are other losses that had already been piling up prior. You see, Zhang Guangda, a known big shot in Chinese commodity circles and especially in nickel, as he is the reported controller of the world's largest nickel producer, Xingshan Holding Group, apparently Zhang got over his skis this past week and likely was forced to put in a few politically connected phone calls to the Hong Kong Metals Exchange, probably to save his naked nickel short behind from further default. Of course, the winning longs on the LMA trades get screwed here, and the politically connected skate on losses. That should be paid for, even if bankruptcy court proceedings are required. So what do many veteran financial market onlookers think of this news? Let's have a brief listen to a clip from this week's Risk Reversal Market Call podcast with Guy Adamy and Dan Nathan. Gold, you were saying, and I kind of ridiculed you like, in good nature, in, in good nature, I'd make fun of your age and used to trade it back in the 80s and everything like that. You were saying gold, 2000. All right, here's the deal. This is not a long chart either, but it lines up with my lines pretty good. You see that resistance level guy from the 2010 high, the 2020 high. You see that move that we just had parabolic. Does it get through there? And who cares about that support line? But the 200-day moving average is down there at 1813. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say yes, we do. Um, and it could be a number of different things. And one of the questions leads to that is from Robert. What's the deal with nickel and all these other industrial uh, metals? And the deal is a lot of people got themselves way offside. Just for just for form of reference, you know, Dan, we talk about standard deviation moves and things. When we see a two or three standard deviation move in something, that's like huge headline stuff. And when, when it does happen, we talk about it. We saw over the last 48 hours a 30 yeah. standard deviation move in nickel. Forget about what I've seen. It's never been seen before. As a matter of fact, the London Metals Exchange had a stop trading in nickel. It's, it's unprecedented stuff. Yeah. So why do I bring that up? Because 
similar could happen to gold here. And you're going to think, oh, I'm one of these tinfoil wearing hat people. Yeah, I totally get it. I just think we're on the precipice of something pretty big in gold. I think you're getting it with base metals. I think you're going to see it with gold and silver as well, Dan. Well, then our friend Peter Bookvar from Blinkley Advisors, he tweeted this this morning. Nickel and parabolic move. Aluminum, zinc, palladium have ripped higher. Gold back above 2000 And silver still about 50% below its record high. Hmm. Okay, we'll play that one for a breakout above 30 That looks really interesting. Uh, Peter's been a silver bull for a while here. So a 30 standard deviation move in silver is now in the realm of it's happened before and leveraged short squeeze metals trading history probability. So it's no wonder we have silver squeezers who are memeing and poking, hoping for a historic upside move like this in silver again. In just a few minutes, we're going to dig into details about an SLV silver whale theory and investigate how credible these allegations might in fact be. We're talking about a financial institution that possibly has or is on the cusp of amassing a silver bullion hoard larger than either the 1970s Hunt Brothers 100 million ounce bullion hoard or even Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway 129 million ounce raid of silver bullion from the comics in the late 1990s. So stick around, the growing evidence is pretty compelling. Hello there, on behalf of SDBullion.com, this is James Anderson with a quick SD Bullion market update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. And be sure to subscribe to our SD Bullion channel so you can get our latest market coverages and also a chance at winning incredible bullion giveaways like this one. When you love silver as much as me, it's really easy to get carried away. Sometimes I just can't keep my hands off of a good deal. So when SD Bullion told me that they wanted to give away some silver for free, I was happy to lend my hands, I mean voice, for the cause. Now how much silver are they giving away, you ask? Boom! Yes! 500 brand new Silver Eagles will be going to one of you, and all you have to do is click the link down below and enter for your chance to win, and you could be the next lucky recipient of a phone call like this. Hi Paul, this is Dr. Tyler Wall, CEO of SB Bullion. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, I'm calling you to let you know that you won the SD Bullying giveaway of a monster box of Silver Eagles. Well, thank you so much. This really made my day. So click the link below and enter because the next big winner of 500 Silver Eagles could be you. Yep, okay, got it. Click the link below to enter our new 500 ounce American Silver Eagle coin type two giveaway contest. And good luck to all of you who take part. The gold spot price and silver spot price turned in positive weeks trading action with gold ramping just shy of its all-time record nominal price in fiat USD of 2,070 an ounce. Silver finishes the week just under 26 an ounce with gold closing in just under 2,000 an ounce. The gold-silver ratio closed flat at 76. With the government's rigged consumer price inflation data coming in at a 42-year high, just under 8% year-on-year, we're going to take a quick glance at how volatile crude oil traded this week. Crude briefly spiked under 140 a barrel, and none of these recent escalating commodity prices for energy or foodstuffs were in the recent CPI data either, so it's likely we're going to head towards double-digit CPI prints soon enough. In terms of their 200-day moving averages throughout this full fiat currency era, here's how gold, silver, and crude oil's recent price rampings compare respectively to their all-time price run-up high history. 
Only two time frames have the financial markets ever had a run like this for crude oil. It was during the late 1973-1974 Arab oil embargo and the first Iraqi Gulf War in the 1990s. Have we ever seen crude prices explode to the upside this quickly prior? Turning now to our main story for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. Before we begin going down SLV silver whale rabbit holes, shout out to Bix Weir for one of his recent videos put me on to researching this. And a quick follow-up on this past Monday's breaking news report regarding the Russian bullion bar repudiation as good delivery bars moving forward with either the LBMA or COMEX. The list of suspended Russian silver refiners is larger than originally reported this week. I did a quick look around, and it turns out over 8.2% of the silver bullion bars supposedly underlying the largest unsecured silver ETF in the world are Russian-made. I'll leave that data and those links in the show notes here if you want to look and verify. But suffice to say, 45,869 now suspended Russian refined 1,000-ounce silver bars out of reportedly 557,730 1,000-ounce bars held by the SLV Trust with its custodian, J.P. Morgan. It's basically 8.22% of all the underlying is in suspended Russian bullion bar harmarks. No more will be filing in under that suspension. Again, the unsecured SLV silver ETF it did change its rules during the kickoff of the Reddit Q1 silver squeeze movement, and basically stating that from now on, if demand overwhelms supply, unsecured retail shareholders at the SOV could be ones holding an underperforming and perhaps even a failing bag. Uh, basically saying that they're not going to go out and get the silver if they can't get it, even if demand is pouring in. All while physical silver bullion will likely be gapping up in bid and ask prices simultaneously. Now, with that stated, it does not mean that the SLV has not been recently used to suck physical bullion in 50,000 SLV lot redemption baskets for insider shareholders. I'll show you that evidence shortly. But you see, for an aggressive financial institution, if it were to go mega long silver bullion to the size of a former Hunt brother or Warren Buffett sized stack, going through the dysfunctional COMEX would not only quickly escalate spot prices, it's arguable that going that route may not even be successful nowadays. I mean, after all, the retail Reddit silver squeeze movement has already helped in sucking the comics registered or available silver bullion pile by nearly half in just over one year of time. The amount of comics silver futures open interest currently versus registered available silver bullion supposedly deliverable piles underlying the entire dominant price discovery exchange is now near 22-year low levels. So again, where or where might say someone find deliverable silver without making silver into nickel before they've established a dominant position to benefit? Well, half a percent per year charging SLV seems to be the preferred option. The SLV is often thought of as a slush fund used to deflect capital inflows from rapidly raising the silver spot price, a derivative where bullish silver bets often go to die while paying 50 basis points per year to do so. But underneath SLV's not transparent murky waters is an interesting backstory. First off, the silver bullion pile that likely started SLV and its unsecured fund began in 2006 when it was likely sold to it by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway after one of their subsidiary companies ran afoul with federal laws. By 2007, the SLV had almost 130 million ounces, and thus the allegation persists. Anyways, 
What we are here to focus on today is the massive in and outflow action of the supposed bullion that backstops the Financial Insider Spot Price Suppressing Silver Slush Fund, typically called SLV. But looking back to 2019 until today, we can garner a better understanding of what may be happening under the SLV surface. You can see the massive silver bullion blue bar inflows followed by massive red condensed silver bullion bar outflows. Here's a five-year chart for better detail of the last three years reflecting a pickup in both blue inflow bars and red outflow bars of silver bullion within and out of the trust. Do you see the massive silver bullion inflow spike from 2020 and especially in early 2021 before the silver squeeze movement kicked off in February 2021? Here is the likely financial institution behind that. Again, shout out to Bix Weir for pointing it out recently. New Jersey-based private advisor group, now with over-reportedly $30 billion in total assets under management. They went massively long SLV in 2021. Note that this data is also a few months delayed given quarterly 13F filings of financial institution fund positions and stocks. But you can see here that they jammed nearly $5 billion in SLV last year, and that's around 200 million shares worth. And here's the key. Those shares likely did not merely get sold off on a short-term bet where they lost. No, instead they likely redeemed those shares for physical bullion withdrawn from the SLV in 50,000 share redemption baskets. You see, regular retail investors cannot redeem their paltry shares from SLV for bullion. But if you're a financial institution with the correct contacts and huge volumes of shares amassed, apparently you can suck 1,000 ounce bullion bars from that slush fund in mass. Now let's go back and stare at 2021 red bar withdrawals illustrating millions upon millions of ounces withdrawing from the SLV to get an idea of this trade what it was likely all about. This here is a two-year chart of the SLV in and out flows with the reddit silver squeeze timeline injected above so you can timetable this possible trade that we're speaking about. The peak of holdings within the SLV was 675 million ounces right before they changed their perspectives in Q1 2021. And likely following massive inflows from private advisors group in New Jersey. Peak to trough, there were about 155 million ounces sucked out of SLV over 2021. So highest likelihood as private advisors is using the SLV as a way to amass a physical silver bullion position without rocking the spot price apple cart. Although, note that in the last filing to end 2021, Private Advisor Group had already placed another big bet into SLV, this time to the tune of $1.3 billion, and perhaps growing still, although we're going to have to wait until the next filing disclosure in April 2022 to know that next month. Just based on their last public filing, their largest bet within their near $15 billion private fund is outsized into SLV currently to the tune of about 8.8% of their entire portfolio and almost two and a half times the size of the next largest stock fund bet, Apple. And yes, note too here that the fund also owns Sprott's Fizz Close-In Gold Fund, PSLV, Sprott's Close-In Silver Fund, and CEF, the hybrid gold-silver former Central Fund of Canada before it was acquired by Sprott a few years ago. None of Sprott's gold-silver closed-end fund vehicles are large enough to handle massive institutional inflows, and especially this alleged silver bullion whale withdrawal tactic. 
And again, if Private Advisors Group tried something akin on the COMEX, it's likely the spot price would climb as a result, defeating the purpose of buying low and later selling high. Last reported, already Private Advisors Group has nearly 17% of the outstanding SLV shares issued. It's possible, based on all this circumstantial evidence, they may have already become a larger silver whale than the Hunt Brothers and Warren Buffett. And by the end of this trade, if it keeps flying out, they could end up being larger than both combined. All this info aside from the Gold Charts RS charts I've illustrated here is publicly available. You can even go check out their website if you like. Get a feel for who's behind Private Advisors Group. I mean, just a couple clicks and I figured out Guy Adami is a markets investment advisor for Private Advisor Group. Guy is the same guy who knows about commodity exchanges screwing longs. As in the CFTC Tampdown Festival end of January 2021, right as the Reddit Silver Squeeze movement was kicking off. He is the same guy who knows that gold and silver are on the cusp of doing something nickel-like, perhaps later this decade. Again, listen to his words from this week. For a form of reference, you know, Dan, we talk about standard deviation moves and things. When we see a two or three standard deviation move in something, that's like huge headline stuff. And when, when it does happen, we talk about it. We saw over the last 48 hours a 30 yeah. standard deviation move in nickel. Forget about what I've seen. It's never been seen before. As a matter of fact, the London Metals Exchange had a stop trading in nickel. It's, it's unprecedented stuff. Yeah. So why do I bring that up? Because similar could happen to gold here. And you're going to think, oh, I'm one of these tinfoil wearing hat people. Yeah, I totally get it. I just think we're on the precipice of something pretty big in gold. I think you're getting it with base metals. I think you're going to see it with gold and silver as well, Dan. We have common base metal prices being short-squeezed moon. We have Russian silver bullion bars supposedly underlying nearly a tenth of the world's largest unsecured slush fund now suspended, where they'll likely find no replacement. Oh, and we have institutional funds likely using said fund to squirrel away mass silver bullion redemption before SLV quietly closes the door too with another predictable prospectus and rule revision. So the bottom line is get your bullion position sooner, not later. And as always, to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion-related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.